Hello and welcome. Danette here. Today we're going to talk about a really sweet and fun topic. We are going to talk about how to help educate our kids about money. My friend Alexandra has a young daughter and she helps me with this podcast. And she said, Danette, could we talk about how can I as a parent help teach my child about money? I said, yeah, absolutely. I think that's something really important to talk about and really important to do. So today we're going to talk about nine different things that anybody can do at any time to help educate their kids about money. Over the years, I have seen adult children inherit money and have it get wasted and spent. I have seen adult children inherit money and have it add to and create a lasting legacy. And I've also seen within families, some children spend a lot and some save. So it's very interesting. And we're going to talk about today are based on real life examples. Hello, Danette here, and welcome to the Ready to Retire podcast, where we share real-life stories and actionable tips and strategies to help you along your financial journey. Are you ready to retire? Let's go. So a while ago, I was in my art studio with my granddaughter, and she and I were playing on the whiteboard, which I'm in love with my whiteboard, and we were doing some simple math. We were adding 5 plus 5, 5 plus 4, 7 plus 4, things like that. And she came over with her marker, and she went up to the 5, and she put a dollar sign in front of it. And she looked at me and she just had this incredible expression on her face. And she says, Grammy, that's money. And her awareness of the fact that if you put that symbol, that dollar sign symbol in front of a regular number, it made that number special. It made it into money. And her kind of excitement I wish I could show you the look on her face in that moment as she just delighted and lit up. She was probably about seven at the time. She's eight now. So kids are really starting to become aware of money at an early age, and that carries through. So it's important that we do start to think about things that we can do to help educate our kids about money now while they're young. I remember when my oldest son was in high school and they did a math exercise and the teacher taught them about something called a negative amortization loan. And a negative amortization loan is where your payment is less than the interest on your mortgage. And it's technically not a good idea. And I couldn't believe that the teacher was like teaching the kids in this high school class about these mortgages that aren't really great ideas because every month you make your house payment, but your balance, the amount you owe on your mortgage is increasing every single month. I had to have a conversation with the teacher and say, that's not a 
great thing to teach kids. It helped that I'm around financial things. The teacher probably didn't appreciate me chiming in with my two cents, but I think having these conversations with our kids is important because if we're not influencing them, they're going to hear it from other sources. So today we're going to talk about nine things that I think we can do to help our kids out. These all come from, like I said earlier, real life examples. Every one of them was inspired by something, a story that I have seen or heard about or participated in for real life situations. Before we get started, I'd like to take a second to ask you to hit that like button and possibly subscribe if you like the show. If you're new to the show, this is something we haven't been able to do before. So I'm really excited to be able to ask you to like and subscribe. I would be very honored and I appreciate it very much. Let's get into the nine tips that we're going to share today to help educate our children. The first one is decision making. This goes really for everything, not just financial, but as it relates to financial, helping your kids make decisions about how they're going to spend money is a great life lesson for later on. Typically, what we would do when we went to Disneyland is we would give the kids $20. And they would be able to spend it on whatever they wanted, but they had to make a decision about how they were going to spend the $20. And that was it. That was what they got. It's funny because the last episode we did, we talked about longevity and inflation. And when I sat down to talk about this story about giving a kid $20, I was thinking probably it would be 40 now because. Things are so much more expensive. Even the smallest toy, I think, is $20 at Disneyland. We just recorded an episode called Retiring Early, Five Things to Consider. And in that episode, we talked about inflation. And we will link to that episode at the end of this one. So number two is something that I like to call skin in the game. I heard this idea when I was very first a financial advisor was one of my very first clients and she was talking about her son going to college and she said i want him to have skin in the game they taught their son from a very early age that for him to go to college he was going to have to come up with one third of the tuition she and her husband would cover one third of the tuition he could get one third from scholarships and grants, and the other third he would have to come up with from whatever means. And the way she explained it, and it made perfect sense to me, is I want him to have skin in the game. I was reading something else the other day, and it says we don't value the things that we get for free. If somebody gives us a gift or someone hands us a prepaid whatever it is, we don't value it. We don't appreciate it as much as if we have contributed towards it. I love that idea. The third thing I want to talk about is having a contract, writing it down. If you're going to loan a child some money, write down the terms, make them sign it, have it in writing, have a contract. 
it's a great thing that you can go back to and say, hey, you said this and I said this, and it has some accountability to it. The fourth thing I want to talk about is budgeting. Have the kids make a budget. They're going to receive money for holidays, for doing chores, possibly allowances. Have them make a budget for how they're going to spend their money and have them stick to it. It's a great exercise really at any age is to have a budget. Number five is watch their actions. Look and see what they are doing. How are they spending their money? What did they say they were going to spend their money on versus what did they actually do? It's a real important thing, I think, no matter what, not just financially, is to pay attention to what people actually do. And this is really true with our kids, especially when they're in the teens and the young adult years. If they say they're going to pay you back and they don't, consider that before you loan them more money again and really pay attention to their actions. Number six is chores and an allowance. One of the funnest ideas I heard was a long time ago, a friend of ours, what he and his family did. Now, him and his wife had six kids. So this is probably a very big deal. There's probably a lot going on in this household. But what they did was every year on the child's birthday, they got an additional chore. So a lot of times we give kids an allowance and assign them chores. So giving them an allowance, assigning them chores, and then every year on their birthday, they got an additional chore. And it was actually in their family something the kids actually looked forward to. And it was like a pride thing that they were older now, so they could do more and they're able to do more. And they're very proud of that. It's really interesting. I absolutely love that one. Okay, number seven is mom advice, the famous mom advice. And I've mentioned this before in earlier episodes, but one of the things that my mom taught me when I was little is just the simple role of saving half and spending half. When kids get an allowance, if you have them have this idea that they can spend half and save half, that if something costs $40, they actually have to save 80 because they're going to put $40 away in a savings account. And that is just a great idea, really, at any age to always be putting some money aside. It pays off in the long run. Like I said a minute ago, the other episode we did was retiring early. And those of you that are saving half are definitely going to be interested in the retiring early episode. Number eight, this is one of my favorite. I have the privilege and honor of working with a family that has four generations in it. And they have been very successful as the younger generations have come up and handled the money. And I always ask, what is the secret sauce in this situation? You don't always see a family that has multiple generations handling finances successfully. So number eight is what I'm calling regular communication. 
in this family, they sit down, they sit at a table, they call each other on the phone, and they sit and talk about the finances. And this is done regularly, repeatedly, and it has made an amazing difference. Some of the younger girls have received a large amount of money. And when they turned of age and had access to it, none of the girls spent it in a way that was frivolous. They really were careful with it. They continued to communicate with me. They continued to communicate with the person that gave them the gift. And this idea of regular communication seems to be one of the really biggest keys of success of educating the next generation about finances. And that leads to our ninth example. That is more for us than something we can teach our kids. It's something we can do ourselves. And number nine is lead by example. Our children will do what we do. They might not listen to what we say, but they will do what we do. What I picture is when you increased your 401k contribution from 7% to 8%, then when you come home from work and you're sitting around the dinner table, I want you to have a party and be really excited and say, hey, kids, this is what I did today. If you're constantly handling your money right or handling your money conscientiously, that's going to trickle down and that's going to pay off in an enormous way for our kids. I especially love the idea of just sharing the simple things that you're doing for yourself, the choices that you're making for yourself. I think sometimes as we get older, we remember what it was like when we were younger and we struggled, but our kids might not necessarily remember that. As our kids get older and we're at a different stage of our lives, the kids just might not remember what it was like when we struggled. In our family, our kids, I don't think, remember when we were first starting out and we were so poor. They look at where we are now and it's hard for them to remember when we were at the beginning of our time like they are when they're young. So real important to celebrate your successes financially and share what you're doing. You can lead by example. So I hope you found these nine tips fun and engaging. I hope you enjoyed them. If you can think of any others, please email me and let me know. I wish we could take comments, but Currently, we can't. So if you have any more tips, send me an email. I'll put my email. My email is Danette at truenorthwealth.com. And there's no E in the true. We'll put that in the description. I would love to hear what you thought about this episode. Thank you so much for joining us and have a wonderful day. I'm so grateful to have you join me today on the Ready to Retire podcast. If you'd like to learn more information, please visit our website at truenorthwealth.com. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.